Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. People tell me that I'm crazy, I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out, I tell them I'm not like Hi guys, welcome back to the show, or if you all are new here, my name is Kinsey. I'm the host of the I Love You So Much podcast. Today's episode, we have Justin Anderson on the show. I am obsessed with this man. Like he is so funny. He's just kind of like my comfort listen when he's on any podcast. I need him to bring back his own. So obviously we had to have him on the show. I am so excited. You guys are going to love him. Um, But before we get into the episode, I did just want to thank you guys so much for the support last week. The Okine, my clothing brand launch, which was just like so surreal. And just seeing people like wearing it and supporting it. I mean, people that I've worn, by the way, are like people in my real life. The stuff actually by the time this episode goes up, I bet people have um, gotten some packages. As of right now, though, just seeing people at the launch event and then also just friends and family who have their sets already wearing them. It's like the craziest feeling ever. I'm so proud of what we made. The quality is so incredible. Obviously, it's at a higher price point. It's like a nicer clothing brand. It's not meant to be something that you just like, it's not like fast fashion. It's not like mass production. Like we're not just giving you a bunch of like trendy items. These are things that you keep in your wardrobe. And honestly, like we are giving them quality wise to you for a lot cheaper than you would find elsewhere. Like people are making these exact same things, like similar to them quality wise and selling them for like 200, $300. And we kept it as cheap as possible. So anyways, thank you guys so much for the support. We have Dallas sets available. We should still have a few tote bags. I'm assuming we're going to be restocking tote bags, especially because everyone is like obsessed with them. They're the best bags ever. Then I also wanted to say we have our New York live show, which is coming up on June 20th. So that's going to be really exciting. If you guys haven't picked up your ticket, be sure to pick up your ticket. We have a GA and then VIP. VIP has a nice little like meet and greet. I'm so excited. Some of you guys are literally coming from Canada, which is so crazy. I cannot wait. The guest is Margaret Austray. I'm just really looking forward to it. This upcoming weekend, by the way, actually, when you're listening to this, I am off to stagecoach. I am so excited. This is like a dream come true. I've always wanted to go. And you know, I'm a country loving queen. So it's really perfect for me. There'll be lots of vlogs, lots of Instagrams, lots of TikToks. Like I just am so excited. So anyways, without further ado, let's welcome Justin Anderson on to the show. Justin, we have to talk about your week because I don't even know when this episode's going to go up. Disclaimer, but you have had a lot of a lot of drama. Instagram tried to take you down. 
No, it did. And I don't know why they're coming after me. It's like making me crazy. And uh, again, last night something happened. But for like the past few months, I've been getting like these weird notifications on my Instagram, like something has been reported and like your account is at risk of being deleted. And I have no idea what's going on. Right. And I keep getting these things and my Instagram was just acting weird. All of a sudden, my lives got taken away. And I love going on Instagram live. Like I enjoy it. Like I love talking to people who follow me. You're like one of the few people who loves Instagram. No, I like love it because I really use Instagram in a way to like connect with people that follow me. So yes. like, I love getting in there chatting with people, whatever. I love when I'm like a little bit drunk on vacation, like I go live and like whatever. And my lives got taken away. I'm like, okay, this is getting really weird or whatever. Too far with the lives. Yeah, like that was the biggest deal. And then a couple nights ago, I w- or in the morning, I woke up, went on Instagram like we all do, and I turned it on and all of a sudden it just said, you've been logged out. And I was like, what the fuck? So I went and I tried to like log back in. It wouldn't let me. Then I went on my like uh, business account and I went and looked for my Instagram and it was gone. Like my Instagram, my personal Instagram was wiped from Instagram. And so I was like freaking out. It's like five o'clock in the morning, Nashville time. I'm talking to uh, a girl who works for me in LA and telling her. And long story short, months ago, or now it's like six months ago, I was like, I was, I was talking crap about Demi Lovato on the internet. And I was yes. basically just calling her out for like this whole like yogurt shop debacle that she had. And I was just saying but like- I don't think anyone will ever get over this one, by the way. I want us to go into this, but I think that this is a stain in her career. I do too. Yeah. I think that it really showed people- who she is, to be honest, you know? And so anyways, when that happened, I was very vocal about it. And I was just saying, this is so wrong for a celebrity with that kind of following to try to call out a small business during a pandemic. Like every business is having a hard time keeping their doors open, paying for their employees. And here's Demi Lovato with a hundred million or whatever her following is on Instagram. And she's calling out this business. So I was just talking about it saying, I think that's so hypocritical. Celebrities know better. Anyone with a following knows better. You know, I don't have anywhere near that kind of following, but I know that if I call out a business, people who really love me on the internet are going to go attack them or whatever. You know, like I know what it does. So I was talking about that. Well, her fans are crazy. Like they're lunatics. Like (laughs) I also, I mean, I'll say it right now and like, I don't care. I have nothing to hide. Who cares? But I think Demi runs like her fan accounts. I think there's like fake accounts that will come for you because when I was talking about Demi, all of a sudden I get a lot of DMs because I talk to a lot of people on Instagram. Every time I would refresh my DMs, like DM requests, it was like a hundred new messages, a hundred new messages every single time. And it was all these accounts being like, you need to shut your mouth, fag, stop talking about Demi, like all the stuff. And I was like, whoa, okay, so this is weird or whatever. It kept going on forever. Long story short, I think they got crazy and just were reporting my account like crazy. And Instagram doesn't have like the bandwidth to know what so many people are Mm -hmm. like reporting an account for. So at some point they just turn it off. Anyways, I got in touch with like Facebook, Meta, whatever it is. I was actually emailing with a real person that works there because everyone was so rad. I got so many people reaching out to me on my other account, on like my business account, being like, I have a connection. Let me set you up. We'll get your account back, whatever. And I talked to them, the account came back. But there's a feature on Instagram. Did you know you if you go to somebody's page that's been disabled or they've been uh, canceled or whatever, if you go to their page, because it'll just say their name, but everything's wiped out. If you shake your phone on Instagram, a, a report will pop up and you report it. So on my other account, I said to everyone, hey, you guys, please go to my account. Oh. It's been disabled. Shake your phone. And that's really what did it because it was like, if all of a sudden thousands of people are like, please bring this account back, it was a mistake, my account came back. Because friends of mine who had had their accounts taken away for like legitimate reasons, it will take like at least 24 hours, but sometimes months. I had friends yeah. who like, they were like, it took a month to get my account back. Mine was back within the same day. And all of a sudden it just popped back up. 
That is so So it was weird. like the craziest thing. And it's so dumb because it's like, I'm a 40-year-old man. Like, I run a business. I'm in a relationship. I'm happy. So I was embarrassed to be like, what's going on with my Instagram? But like, it's a big deal. It's like, a really big deal. You create like this space where you like connect with people. Like I, like I keep saying, I genuinely enjoy it. I like the people that I like talk to on Instagram. And when it's just taken away from you, it's a really big deal. But it freaked me out because that actually made me feel like I'm like, I don't like that I'm putting this much energy into a platform like Instagram when they actually like own everything about us. And it freaked me out. Years ago, we talked about this, but I had a podcast and that immediately made me be like, you know, what? I want my podcast back. I want to go to a place where I can like actually talk. <laughs> I can talk I to people. I was begging him Because putting all of our stuff into one platform, yeah. like it's not cool. Like they own us as far as that goes. I saw what happened. They wiped me clean in one day. That's why even just in like the social media space as a whole, they always tell you like diversify accounts, like you need to be on every platform. And it's, yes, yeah, searchability, but a lot of it is because if you lose one, you have the other. It is really scary. Yeah, no, it totally is. I just like, I, I'm like, what am I going to do? I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, or like, like, I just started doing TikTok and I really enjoy that. I was that. just going to ask, how do you feel about TikTok? <laughs> I think it's fun, but I like to be a viewer on TikTok. Yeah, like, I, I like seeing everything because really, I mean, I can't dance around my kitchen and sing. So lately I've been you like. You do you, dance around your kitchen yeah. and sing no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you it's talking about? It's literally so on brand for me. All I do on Instagram <laughs> is like sing in my car. I'm like, I'm such a little like teenage girl at heart. But like, so TikTok is actually good for me. So I'm warming up to it and I'm having fun on it. But it was that really showed me it's like, don't put everything into Instagram. All your eggs in one basket kind of no. thing. I have a like a logistical question. So obviously you have, you are, you have been a celebrity hairstylist with like, I mean, Jen Anderson, like the most famous people in the world. <laughs> so when you're talking shit about other celebrities, does that ever get awkward? It's so funny because, yeah, it does. <laughs> because it's like there's connections between celebrities, right? Yeah. And not e not only just celebrities who are connected, but their management, you know, who they work with and stuff. But at the end of the day, I feel like all of my big celebrity clients, they all became my friends because I worked with them for so many years and they all know who I am at the at heart. And I'm not going to just talk shit about somebody's outfit or the way that they look or anything. But like when I see things that are off, like, yeah, I'll talk about it on my platform. And I don't think of my platform as this massive thing. And I don't think that I'm the voice of reason or anything. I just want to talk. I want to have mm -hmm. conversations. And I want I like when people are like, no, Justin, I think you're wrong. Like they had every right to do that or whatever. Like I like a back and forth. So I think a lot of my celebrities understand that there recently, though, I mean, Hailey Bieber unfollowed me. I've, I've known her forever. She unfollowed me when I was talking crap about Travis Scott. So I think she's like tight with the Kardashians, but I got it. But I was just kind of like, really, like, I can't talk about Travis Scott's concert being crazy, you know, and um, there was a lot of like conspiracies that went into that, though. Like it started getting really dark. Did you pay attention to that? I didn't, but I know that there were conspiracy type things. I other than that, I didn't keep up with it like too much. I was more of the place because I guess there's some deep conspiracies where people are like, this is like devil worshiping. And it was yes, like, a I seance. remember that. And that whole thing freaked me out. But I was saying, I was like, you guys, imagine if you had a family member that was there and this is how they're dealing with it. They're like, yeah. kind of just sweeping on the rug like, oh, well, it was, a, it was a crazy concert and that's what happened. And that's what my voice was. I was just like, this is heartbreaking that we're just kind of being like, oh, well, it was a busy concert, you know? I remember actually the like devil worshiping thing, how there was some conspiracy with that. But my thing is that like, I ironically, I mean, I grew up in Texas. My Christian background is actually from LA. Very, I'm like, a, I'll always surprise you, like a very odd <laughs> thing. And I'm like, not really involved at this point. But my friends and I were like, my God, like Christians just love making everything about them. I remember being annoyed in that sense, but like it was heartbreaking. 
it was heartbreaking. But yeah, there is this weird thing. It's like, why are you, the, the religion stuff is fine. I grew up Mormon and mm -hmm. I love my Mormon family. I have a massive family. I understand the need. Like I loved having a religious background growing up because it was all about family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as I got older, I was kind of like, okay, organized religion, it's not really my thing. You know, I don't need it as an adult. Like mm -hmm. just be a good person and treat everyone with respect or whatever. But yeah, a lot of the like religious groups were like, this is the devil's work. And I'm like, oh my gosh. The thing that's so crazy to me about that, because I started talking to some people in the DMs who were like really deep down that side of it all. And I was like, you guys, this isn't a thing. And they're like, no, Hollywood's all about the devil. Everything is like, it's a whatever. And I was like, it's not though. And the things that you're seeing is them actually playing into exactly what you're saying. It's publicity. You know, like when yes. Lil Nas sells a shoe with blood in it, you know, he's doing it. So you all talk about it. You shock know, value. They know what they're doing. It's shock value. So it's like when, and so when I hear that kind of stuff, I really didn't hear a lot of that until I came here to the South. I moved from Los Angeles to Nashville. I live in Nashville full time. Love Nashville so much. It's so open minded here. It's it's a great place to live. But I didn't realize that there was so many of that, so much of that kind of talk going on. Mm -hmm. Like in that, like when people would be like, oh, you worked with certain celebrities. I heard that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the, those conspiracies are crazy. Like Ellen DeGeneres eats babies. Oprah has like, you know, it's yes. just the craziest stuff where I'm like, you guys, celebrities are really not like as intense as you think they are. It's insane. All right, y'all, let's talk about Rafi's. I'm sure you guys have seen Rafi's all over the place. I'm currently obsessed with the square Mary Jane shoe. They're so cute. I just feel very fab in them, you know? Anyways, they are literally everywhere. If you didn't know, everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They have repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into all of their products. Plus, Rothy's shoes, bags, and other essentials are made with less wasted fabric, and they're designed to be durable and washable for a stylish fit that lasts. The clothes you wear every day shouldn't just look great, they should make you feel great. And that is exactly how you feel knowing your Rothy's helped Keep ocean-bound plastic out of the water. I love my Rothy's. They are the most comfortable pair of shoes that I own. They are awesome because I can just throw them in the wash and they come out like brand new. It's incredible. They are so durable. Like it genuinely feels like they last forever. And obviously they're sustainable, which is incredible. So when you are wearing Rothy's, your footprint feels lighter than ever. Get $20 off your first purchase today at rothys.com slash I love you. That is rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash I love you. Hello, everyone. I'm Rod, the Internet's coworker, and I'm very excited for you to listen to my podcast, Millennial Made. Listen to me and my guests on your commute to work before you have to interact with your 23-year-old coworker or 16-year-old nephew as I translate the millennial experience, discuss internet culture, recap current events, and throw us back to our MySpace era with some nostalgia. Catch me right here on Dear Media or also on YouTube to watch as well. It's so interesting. Also, from everyone that I've talked to, in the past 48 hours, like, you know, being in Nashville, I'm actually, <laughs> but there's so many people who've been like, everyone here goes to church. And I was like, I didn't realize that it was like, I don't know, I think maybe because I thought it was like more of a big city. I mean, it is a big city, but like, I just didn't, I don't know. Cause I'm like, I don't even feel that way in Dallas, but I was like, I just like, didn't Do realize. Do you feel that here? No, not even feel that. Like just people talking about, I had a dinner with some friends last night who we were just talking about like similar issues that we've had, like spirit, like figuring spirituality, faith out, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, it's definitely different, but a lot of like, I just didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just like didn't even think about 
church in Nashville. I don't know why I never well, thought about I, that. I didn't really either. And to be honest, it's not. It's not yeah. this huge thing. Because I remember when I was moving here, friends of mine in LA were like, what are you doing moving to the South being a gay man? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, it's not. I go to Nashville all the time. It's one of my favorite cities or whatever. And I think people have that idea. But there is, like, when you go a bit out of Nashville, I mean, there's a church on every corner. Yeah. Every corner that you drive on, there's a church on. So there's a lot of church people here. But like I was saying earlier, like, I'm very comfortable with the church community. I mm-hmm. think they are some of the kindest people in the world. Yeah, there's going to be people who are judgmental and stuff, but that's in every group. You know, any any group of people that you find, there's going to be like the, the judgmental ones. But I feel safe around church people, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's like for the most part. I like your outlook because I've heard you talk about like being ex-Mormon, essentially. I like your outlook on it because... I think it's really easy when you leave like some sort of organized religion to be like, fuck them. I hate them. Evil, whatever. It makes me so angry. Yeah, because it is one of those things where it's like also a lot of my like we went to we we were just like largely involved with like a religious kind of thing. And leaving it, I was like, I don't ever want to be the person who's like, I actually I think a lot of it comes from Kurt, like obviously. But I was like, I don't want to land on that. Like, I think you navigate emotions and then you realize it's like I can say like there's so many good things that come out of that I think sometimes you just go through different phases in life and things just don't make sense or you need time apart or time away like whatever it is but I love the way that you handle it and talk about it especially as a gay man like you really of all people could like say whatever you wanted to yeah I could go down that path and I just think for me it's like I see it for really what it is. I understand why people love religion so much and why they need it in their life. You know, it gives a lot of people, uh, you know, got a road to follow and a lot of people would be lost without religion. And so I don't judge that at all. And I can honestly say that like my massive Mormon family, when I came out of the closet, like nobody gave me a hard time about it. They were all open. So there's, there's warm, nice, kind Mormon people, you know, it's just, it, it, that's a part of religion. It takes them a lot longer to come to terms with mm-hmm gay rights or any of these kind of things. And I don't hold that against them, you know? So like you were just saying, like, I feel like it's a lot of who I am, you know, like being raised in the Mormon church. It's all about being super kind and, you know, taking care of people around you. I didn't grow up around a really judgmental family that was like, oh, they're not Mormon. They're going to hell. Like we didn't talk like that, you know? So I think a lot of like my kindness comes from that place. So I don't want to turn turn on it. I understand why people are still really in the church. But as things get worse, I mean, like, they need to just step up to the whole gay thing. It's like, you guys, gay people aren't going anywhere. God made gay people. Like, yes. can we just accept it at this point? And it's like, also, that's just a fight that you're going to drag on forever. And if we want to get really, really deep, because I think about this all the time. I mean, if you look at the statistics of what's happening with religion, it is declining really fast. Rapidly. People are not going back to church. So if these people are really passionate about being Christians or being Mormons, you guys need to like realize that you're not going to have a lot of members 20 years from now. But you know what I mean? Like gay mm-hmm. people are not going anywhere. So it's like, let's just figure that out and move on with it. Otherwise, like your religion is going to go away. And I think that's the direction they'll end up going in. You know, I think like for I me, I just... a choice for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's a few reasons as to why people leave organized religion, especially in their 20s. I actually had to write papers on this in college too. Oh, I so love, I, I have random <laughs> stuff. So like, oh, they're probably not good. It's the one thing I probably didn't cheat on in college because I was... <laughs> actually interested in people leaving the church but one of the huge things is lgbtq plus like that was for my friends and i like i think actually probably the biggest thing it's just gonna be interesting it's like over what are you gonna do like when no one comes to your church even any of the churches i know i'm like they're 
like con- congregation, population, whatever, it's declining. Like, what are you going to do? They have to figure that out because it's a real thing. Like, it will just completely go away. And, you know, like, I'm so thankful for, like, your generation. Like, you're a lot younger than I am and, like, the voice that you guys have and you really do care and you're passionate about it. I mean, that's just going to get more and more, you know, as people, mm-hmm. like, learn more. So it's like, this is just kind of a dead end road, what they're doing. So that's also where I come from the place when people are like, why aren't you fighting louder for, like, justice for gay issues and stuff? And I really, really feel like I'm not being a cop out when I say this, I feel like we're going in that direction already. And I don't feel like my community, and I always feel weird saying that because I don't know who all is part of it anymore, but like, I feel like there's enough of that, you know? And I feel like what our community actually needs is some like, some kindness and being like, it's okay, you guys are taking some time. Like, we'll be patient with it. We'll get there. Like, I have the right to be married you know like i can get married to my partner they are doing some weird things right now but i also think that that has a lot to do with we're about to vote again yeah, and midterms and all, all that so it's all stuff. that stuff to yeah. pull people to get us fighting online and stuff so i want to pull back from the fighting online and be more thankful and appreciative i'm just appreciative that i can be a gay man and hold my boyfriend's hand and walk down the streets of nashville and not be scared for it you know it's mm-hmm. like we are moving in the right direction i think we need to focus on more of those positives more but also hell yeah to the people who fight and all that kind of stuff because I think that is wonderful you know I just find on my social media I like to be a place of like positivity and uh gratefulness and listening to people I like to talk to people I want to talk to Susie who's deep in the Christian church and I want to ask her like what is your issue with gay if you think that God is so against gay people and you think gay people are going to hell you're okay you're not gay so why don't you just love gay people from afar. And don't you think God would be proud of you for that? Being like, at least you were nice to him. Doesn't that just sound so obvious too? It sounds so obvious. <laughs> and that's where it's like, but I really feel like it is that obvious because it's like, we have to remember like, you're from Dallas, a massive city. I'm living in Nashville. It's a massive city. I grew up in Los Angeles my entire life. I didn't realize that it was such an issue until I left. And that says something to me. Like, I was way too comfortable in Los Angeles. Los Angeles and New York are a bubble. When I talk yeah, to my friends in Los really Angeles, are. the things they talk about, I'm like, there is a part of it where I'm like, you guys are so not in touch with reality, you know, because it's like the hardworking people of the middle of the country are so different, you know? Like, recently I was driving from Nashville all the way down to the beach in Florida just to, like, get in the car. I love driving, and it's the closest beach. And it was during, like, COVID and all that. And I was driving through this part of Alabama and it was just like houses spread all out or whatever. And I turned and I said to my partner, Scoot, I was like, Scoot, like these people who are in this part of the world and this is their world, they vote for the same things that we vote for in cities. Like we're supposed to have the same idea. Like all of this stuff makes sense when you really look at the country, you know, like we're all so different. We have to find a way to like start to understand each other again. Does that make mm-hmm. sense at all? Or am I yeah, just being like, no, that makes complete sense. Also, I think it's like you already like, I'm not saying that like, I'm not putting words in your mouth and I don't obviously don't know your experience, but it's not the easiest thing to grow up gay. I can only assume. Oh. So when someone is telling a gay person what they need to be doing, when it's like you already like, I'm sure for most people, it's tr- like people describe it as like very traumatic. So it's kind of crazy to me of like putting all that weight, like maybe in like do it yourself. Like, why are you relying on all the people who need it? The hell? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's, it actually is kind of crazy if you think about it. No, it is true. Yeah. Like the pressure of being like, you need to speak up more. Yeah. Where, like, I'm like, no, I've dealt with my yeah. homosexuality my whole entire life. Like I came out of the closet. Like you can be tired too. Like yes. you can be tired. Yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, at my point in my life, like I really, I'm like, I don't want to fight everything every single year. You know, like I'm like I said, I'm 40 years old. Like I did a lot of that in my 20s, all that kind of stuff. And at this point, like 
I don't know. I feel like also Instagram and uh, Twitter and all this stuff, it makes us feel like every day we need to wake up and fight for something. We've got to take a break. All of us are burnt the fuck out. That's mm-hmm. why we're fighting all the time. You have to realize that stuff that's happening 7,000 miles away from your house, like you don't have to be freaking out about it. You know, like even like people will come on my page when I'm singing in the car and they'll be like, there was a tornado in Oklahoma. How are yes. you just singing in your car? And they're like, there was someone just got ki- kidnapped in Ohio and like, so every day there is something and you can go down that journey, just be that fighter for injustice and all that kind of stuff. But or you at some point, you have to take care of yourself and you have, you have to, to live. Be, too. You have to live. You have to be positive. You have to pick the things that you want to be really passionate about, because I don't know. COVID taught me a lot. It taught me, taught me that, like, we don't have life forever. Like anything can happen in the world and our life could end. And it's like at some point we've just got to enjoy it and. I don't know. But also there's probably people out there being like easy for a white man to say. So I get it. It's like that's yeah. why a lot of times I don't say a lot. Also, I'm afraid to say anything because I am a white man, but I'm a gay white man. So I have the gay card, right? Yeah, you do. Have <laughs> so it's- stupid. I have been trying to find new things to do, new games to play, kind of to just wind down at the end of the day. I feel like sometimes I, you know, I have my problems with it. Okay. And that is why I have been playing Switchcraft. So Switchcraft is free to download. It is a match three game. I cannot put it down. I love this game. The story is so good. I was actually even playing it before therapy today. It just, for whatever reason, really calms me down. Match their games can be fun to play, but a lot of them are honestly just like really similar. Sure, like a lot of the themes and symbols will change, but at the end of the day, it really does just all feel like the same game. I couldn't tell you the last time actually that I played a mobile game that really felt new. And then I tried Switchcraft. This is the game that combines a magical match three puzzle with a captivating choose your own adventure story. It's also really great because the characters are so diverse. It features over 85 characters from a variety of cultural backgrounds, as well as disabled and LGBTQ plus characters. There's also a ton of levels, so you never get bored. The storyline is so compelling since I'm such a reader. I think that that's why I love this game so much. In Switchcraft, you take on the role of Bailey, a witch at Pendle Hill, the world's top academy of witchcraft. Play your way through hundreds of enchanting match three levels, revealing a dark and winding mystery story. Explore a realm of magic, mystery, and romance. Download Switchcraft on your mobile phone for free today. Unfortunately, we live in a very broken world. So yeah. if we're going to play that card, it would be every second of your life. Like it's not downplaying other tragedies. It's just the reality of like, you cannot live a happy, productive life focusing on all that. Also, we were not like created to even know about tragedies that are happening outside of our world. Like we were not created and made for that. So the exactly. reason so many negative, like you're not, it's not like being ignorant. Like, I don't think that's the heart behind it. It's just that like a human cannot actually no, do that. No, we can't handle that. You can't we handle can't it. can't go through all those emotions. And the thing that I think about all the time is like, if I start fighting for a bunch of different issues that are happening, then people who follow me are going to come to me for that. And they're going to expect yes. me to keep doing it. So I'm like, I'm not going to step into that arena because I don't want it to become my whole life. I know as a person, I don't have the strength for that. I like to keep myself positive. I like to be a positive force for people around me on social media. I want people to come to my Instagram for positivity, for happiness. I don't want to step into that arena. I just don't. And I think it's okay for people to say that now, just being like, I don't want to wake up every day fighting. And you made an amazing point. Like 
it's only now that we have social media and we have all this access to so much happening. Like, remember when we were growing up, like you didn't even know what people in the next town yeah. were doing. Yeah. We, I didn't like, I mean, I'm a lot older than you, but like, I didn't even know what people in the next high school were doing. I didn't know any of them. Now we're all so connected that we're fighting every issue. Like every week there's a new person kidnapped or like a crime or like, you know, there, there's war. There's, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the pro of that is that like, obviously like with certain like social injustices, it's helped a ton. But I think the con is that, that I can't, mental health wise to so many people, I can't imagine like what's that, what that is doing. We're just not like, it's not that you shouldn't care about issues. It's just that as humans, you were not created to be a, you don't have the capacity. No one has a capacity. No, you nailed it. By you saying that, can't. you absolutely nailed it. I think it's like, we're not equipped to take on that much stuff all the time. Like yeah. that will burn us out. And especially for people, I don't know how you are, but like, I'm a feeler. Like I worry about yes. people, like everyone around me. It's like, I can't get into that stuff. I can't watch the news all day long. I can't check for all the like crazy things that are happening. Like I will spiral out of control. So I know myself, let me be me. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, trust me in my life, there's a lot of issues that I worry about, you know, and I can take care of them in other ways by giving them, you know, donations and like with my company, things that we put money into, but like, I can't go on my social media and scream every day. You have really good boundaries in general. <laughs> I feel like even with social media, like I know, I like you talking about, you said something on the Skinny Confidential that I have said to so many friends, I've repeated, I was telling you this before, guys. I had COVID in December and I was down bad. And I binged, I think every single podcast that you've ever, you, I think any word you've ever said, I listened to every single, it was like my <laughs> comfort listen. That was the only thing that got me through COVID. But you said something about how like Southern California has changed a lot. And it used to be this place. Cause I was like, I can't really, like I lived there for five years. I didn't grow up there. I've spent a lot of time there on top of that. And I was like, there's something about it to me that has just changed and feels a little bit different. Obviously, there's many people who don't feel the same. But you said it's interesting because it used to be this place where people would come and feel so accepted and like loved and free and whatever. And then like now, if you are not, if you are not checking up the box of like literally like 37, I'm adding this, like 37 boxes of like things that you have to be or care about or whatever it is, like then you, they hate you. Like it's very difficult. And obviously that's generalizing. It's not every single person, (laughs) but I think overall, it's kind of not even, it's it's a lot of places now. No, and it's a, it's a vibe. Like I said, I grew up in Southern California from day one. And uh, by the time I left, I was just noticing it's like, it wasn't the same place. It was, it's attracting the kind of people that like, I don't really want to be around, you know? And it was like, everyone's an influencer, everyone's an actor, everybody's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's cool. Like there's so many creative people, but it's not like warm and welcoming, welcoming. There wasn't like a connection. It felt very divided. You have to really love the city to, from your core to stay living there, I think. But what do people love about it? I don't know, because here's the thing. I look back on it and like, it's not even like, I don't hate LA by any means. There's nothing about it that makes me want to be there. Like that's how I feel. Even now, if I have like a podcasting that I need to be there for, I'm like, all right, let me know. I'll put three in a day. I'll fly in that morning, fly out that night. That's exactly how I feel. But it happened (laughs) over time. Like, and when I lived there, I was there for, from when I was 17 to 22, bought the house in Texas at February, 2020, thought I was going to, cause I was renting in my place in LA. I like, it was, it was an incredible deal. So I was going to do both and then COVID hit and then I hear go back LA, and, and now I'm back and they're now I'm in Dallas full time, but I'm there. And I, there's just something about it. Like when I was there, I loved it and I didn't feel that way. But I think 
a lot of it, granted, are like lifestyle changes that I've made, I'm sure, but just my life in Dallas and like, I'm just so much more fulfilled. I'm, and I would never be able to have created the life that I have in LA because the city is just different. Like, yeah. Well, it's and the, the, the vibe is off because you and I actually did the exact same thing. I bought my house in Nashville and my real plan was to keep going back and forth L.A. to Nashville. I was never going to live in Nashville full time. But then COVID happened right after we bought our house in Nashville. So I just kind of got stuck here. And then I was just like you. I never wanted to go back. I would mm-hmm. get all these jobs and I have all my celebrity clients there. And I was going back and doing them all the time. And I just got to a place where I was like, I don't want to go back there. I would land at LAX and just be like, it was like this weight. And I was yes, just, that's you know, how I feel. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is. And it's a bummer because my whole entire life I have fought for California I'm like California is the best state in the, in the country like it's so great like whatever but something just really did change over like the past five years for me and it just it the vibe is off and I don't know what it is but maybe we'll end up missing it and go back and yeah I don't know but people are like oh they have the mountain and the beach and stuff I'm like but you guys never go to the beach because it's yeah. like traffic takes three hours to get there exactly. and you can't find parking it sounds a lot better in theory it sounds a lot better in theory but the day-to-day life is really bad in LA yeah if you want to run to the grocery store oh my God. you can't even park you you get in there you're bumping into it's cars horrible. I moved to Studio s- City and I was like oh my god there's parking lots yeah. in Los Angeles like I was like this is out in the valley like I was like this is actually going anywhere I would be gone every day because I also was in school I would wake up at 5 a.m I would go work out I would go to class and I would be in my car I would have to live out of my car the whole day oh, because yeah. I didn't have time I would go to class then I would go to Jeremy Media the studio and I would be there all day I would finally get back at like 8 p.m and then I would have to do all my other work and then like homework no it's not it's not a real life and that's why when I moved here to Nashville all of a sudden I was like this is how you're supposed to live. Yeah. Like I can run multiple errands in an hour. You can park really easily. Like I'm driving on the road, listening to really good music or a podcast. And I'm happy because I'm not in crazy bumper to bumper traffic. And then you go out and everyone's really nice. It's yeah. not just the thing that people say, like Southern people are freaking nice. Just nice. That's yeah. why I like it so much. Like since I was a kid, I've had a fascination with the South. I love the Southern accent. I love how sweet the people are. And they really talk to you. They say hi. They remember your name. When people say like, oh, let's grab a drink or let's like they mean it. They mean it. Like in L.A., it's like, oh, let's grab a drink. And then they like run from you. They never want to see you again. You know, like, I don't know. This is just such a better way of life. I feel just like a weight taken off. Yeah, I feel so free when I'm like in Texas. Okay, guys, let's talk newly. I feel like it's kind of my life's mission to share this place with y'all. If you saw the really cute outfit I posted last week, well, actually, a lot of my outfits, if I'm being honest, on Instagram, I got the clothes from Newly. Um, but if you saw the one last week and that cute little Love Shack fancy number, a little moment there, that is something that I rented from Newly. I'm currently scrolling my Instagram. Oh, the brown jacket I was wearing in Nashville all week. That's another thing I wore from Newly. Oh, a cream sweater. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. I live, eat, sleep, breathe, die newly at this point. I am their number one fan. And listen, spring is here. 7 p.m. sunsets are a thing again. I've been enjoying them on my rooftop, all right? And there is no better time for a fashion refresh. Whether you are looking to add something new to your closet, have spring events coming up, or are feeling blah about your current wardrobe, or are finding your own reliables just aren't fitting the way that they used to, I have your solution, okay, guys? Let me put you on to Newly. If I haven't already, all right, you need to. It is a monthly clothing rental subscription. You're able to choose any six styles you want to rent each month. You have access to thousands of styles for more than 300 brands. They also have a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X plus maternity. 
Y'all, they carry labels like For Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Free People, Anthropology, and more. I mean, the selection is unmatched. They have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you have the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 75% off, which I have done many times before. It's also flexible. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or just have to take a break. Your life needs to flex and newly gets it. I spilled something on a set that I got from them recently. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to stress about this because I know newly has my back. So newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code I love you 20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That is newly with two U's and enter the code I love you 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That is N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code I love you 20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. And I'm obviously certain people love LA and there's certain, and like there's parts of it. I'm grateful for my time there. It helped me so much career-wise. Like there's so many good things, but I also think it's okay to just like not love a place that much anymore and say that because there's so many people who's like their whole lives are like, I went and moved to Los Angeles. And I'm like, have fun. Like I hope you enjoy it. And and people should try it out or whatever. And I am like you, I'm very careful of like, I don't want to bash a city. And at the end of the day, who cares what cities we like and we don't? Because we all going to like certain things. You know, there's people who, wouldn't like Nashville, but I happen to love it, you know, but I think people get really weird when you, when they live in LA and you talk crap about like, oh, you're a hater. Cause you're not here anymore. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't have any like connection to anymore. I'm really just talking from the heart. Like it just doesn't make me feel good anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm like you, I mean, what it did for my career and all of my family's there. So I'll still have to go back and visit family and stuff. I try to make them all come I'm like, here. would I move? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some of them want to, but it's like jobs are different. And I am so lucky that I was in a place in my life that, or like what you do, you know, we mm-hmm. can live in different places. So it's like cities will keep you there for work, you know, and I'm so lucky that I was able to pick where I wanted to be. But I don't know. Some people really love it there. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> great. It's just, I just think it's an important thing to talk about. Like there are other cities in the world to live in besides LA and New York. And if anything, like from the pandemic, especially, I mean, you, Texas is booming. Nashville is booming. Like, oh my there are so many other places to live too. And like, I love New York actually. And I do, there's parts of LA that I do like, but there's just other places to live too. Well, that, there's, that's the thing that people didn't really realize either. Like when I think when I moved to Nashville, a lot of my close friends, a few of them actually did leave LA. But a lot of people were kind of like, wait, you're really, really happy there? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, like, you don't miss Erewhon or like, you don't miss like, <laughs> yep. all the things that and I'm, I'm like, like, my $17 matcha order? Not yeah, really. Yeah, you like, know? I like having more money in the bank. Yeah. I like having like the freedom of a lot of things. So no, I don't. So yeah, and people learned during the pandemic that they wanted to live in different places. There's a lot of other places other than Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, like I promise guys. Like really great places too. So many good cities. And I want to live in a place like Nashville where I'm like, I have a really nice lifestyle. And then I want to go visit. Like next week I'm in New York for a week and I'm looking forward to that because I do like the restaurants in New York. I like the vibe of the city. But also New York, it's not for me. I couldn't live there full time. Like I Mm -hmm. would go crazy. But I like to go visit great places, you know, and then come back to this little like sanctuary. That's how I feel about Dallas. I love it. I'm like, I leave often. I travel a ton for work, but it's just nice having a place that's home. People are nice. Like it's just the lifestyle. I don't know. It's just I've built a lifestyle that I don't think I knew I really wanted. Like when I was younger, I would have been like, LA or New York or die. Like I was just very like naive. I was like, this is where I have to live. Like I'm speaking to my 17 year old self, right? right? And then as time went on, I was like, you know, this city is great for like what it was for me. 
but I think I'm in a different phase of my life. And well, you're it's still not... a baby, so it's sweet that you're like staying. I mean, you're 24, right? Yeah, but like, st- I look at myself a week ago and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? But like, I think that also, like, you wanted to make this kind of career for yourself. So, like, yeah. your aspirations, I think immediately people think if I'm going to be successful in a creative industry, I have to be in LA. And that's just not true anywhere. You can yeah. be like, you can be anywhere. There's a lot of stuff happening in so many cities. Like, when I pulled up to this studio today, I was like, this place is amazing. Like, and I had no idea that it was here. Like, so lots of things are happening outside of LA and New York now. Yeah, it's very important. I want to talk about your life as a businessman. Truly, you are. I need your day to day routine. What are you doing? Obviously, I know the answer is it changes every day. But like, give me <laughs> give me some like info. So I I was a colorist. My that was my career, and I uh, worked on some of the biggest celebrities. I pretty much worked on anyone that I ever wanted to. And so I made a name for myself, like in the hair world, hair color. And I always knew that I wanted to own a business. Like when I dropped out of college, my parents were so pissed off, and they were like, "Weren't you like a frat boy too?" I was in a fraternity. By the I, way, I actually see that. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, like I get. I, it. I'm like the most frattiest gay guy on earth. Like I really <laughs> can vibe with. Frat. I think that's why I'm like good because I can. Part, I could be around anybody, but yeah, I could get into that frat stuff. But when I dropped out of college, my family was so upset. My parents were like, doing hair is not a career. Like, you need to finish school. And it's funny now because it's like I've turned it into a massive career for myself and I do better than my siblings. I make more money than my siblings who went to college. And my thing is, is like, if you have something you're passionate about, you should chase it. I really knew that I wanted to do hair and I knew that I wanted to have my own hair care line. I just knew it from a young age. I used to watch like the QVC HSN where they sell products. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine myself like selling my own hair products on there. And I've actually been on HSN selling my products. So it's like chase your dreams like that will happen. So I knew I kind of always wanted to do it. But when I was doing hair, I remember one... One time I was doing like 25 clients a day in the salon and I hurt my back and it was like I was at work. I was in so much pain and I was like, I need to figure out a backup plan. Like I can't be like I all of a sudden I like put myself at like being 50 years old and like my back hurting and bending over 20 clients a day. So I think that's really when I like kickstarted into like having my own product line. So what DP Hue is my product line, it takes care of all of your hair care needs in between salon visits to make your hair color look as beautiful as possible in between salon visits. But that's just what I'm working on entirely now. We just launched in the UK. So my products are now available in the UK. We're going to the Australia next. And so we're really expanding really quick. And it's amazing to see it. But I have put so much of myself into it. So day by day, I wake up really early because I'm a morning person. I like to get all of my emails and stuff out of the way super early in the morning. I believe in social media helps me a lot in my business. You know, like I get feedback from people, what kind of products they think would be cool to make. I also can talk to people about my products and they can spread out, spread it out to people. And that's how people find the products and whatnot. So I spend a lot of time in the morning, like engaging with people on Instagram and stuff, um, working out. And then the whole day, everything is on Zoom now. Like I can do everything Mm -hmm. on Zoom. I yesterday I did two podcasts, three meetings on Zoom, talk to people in the UK. So it's that. But a lot of it is also like making new products. Products. What do you specifically want to know? I'm like rambling now. No, I'm like telling good. you everything. Also, I love the apple cider vinegar hair rinse, whatever. It, it like I love that. It's so good. Day to day, let's go back to your like morning routine. What you what workouts do you do? So I do hot yoga pretty much every day. Like I'll maybe take one. I'm a hot Pilates girl, so like I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Obsessed. There's got to be something too, because you and I probably have similar 
personalities like yeah. we're probably a little manic like we're, yeah. both, we're like always yeah. chasing the next best thing absolutely when i go into a hot yoga room there's something about that really hot room it takes all my worries away Cause, yes because all you can focus... i can't work out when it's not hot anymore it's yeah. weird yeah and like when you get it really puts you in that zone like when i'm that hot i feel like i'm like just trying to survive at that point so like it's good for me i really do have adhd and like i really can't focus for that long like that's why hair was really good for me. So that workout really kind of centers me first thing in the morning. Are you the person who's like on like their head in class? Like the one that's no, like you look over and you're like, oh my God, how the Girl, hell? my body's way too big for all that. <laughs> I, I like weigh like 225. Like that would not be cute. Like this big 225 <laughs> guy on his head. But I'm actually like, it's funny. Like I'll go to a new class and the teacher after be like, wow, you're really flexible or whatever. And I was like, why? Because I'm so big. Like you think that I wouldn't be like flexible. But no, I'm not a crazy <laughs> yoga person. And actually some of those crazy yoga people like kind of bother me. Maybe because I'm like, I can't do it. But I'm like, can you quit showing off? Yeah, like, maybe it's jealousy. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, you, I would never say something but I kind of look over and I'm like you've been on your head for 10 minutes we get it you can do a headstand Calm down. yeah we're not all doing that right now so no I'm we've not. moved on in class <laughs> she's still there so I do that and then I lift weights a bunch of times a week and then eat really really healthy my partner is an amazing cook like so convenient he, yes he's such a good cook but these are things the only reason that like I think that's important I'm even talking about it is because I really do think people ask me all the time like how do you have so much energy to do so much and I'm like it's because of my fitness and the diet and nobody wants to hear that because like oh yeah of course you eat healthy and you feel good but it's like it's real though mm -hmm. you know it's like I know when I go on vacation, and I don't even go that crazy. I still try to stay kind of healthy, but I'm drinking a lot more and maybe I'm eating some more fried food. But the way it makes me feel and I recognize it so much where I'm like, I can't do that in my normal life, you know, so cutting gluten out of my diet, all that kind of stuff that has helped my whole career completely. I really believe in that kind of stuff. But sometimes people hate hearing that. Just earlier today, I was talking to my therapist about the stress in my life, my fear of failure, just like a few other things, you know, some problems that I have going on, some that I discuss in this episode, actually. Also, Jessica and I, like we say this all the time, how many times do Jessica and I start something with my therapist said, like it's literally 24 seven, okay? So it is just so fitting that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that is telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time. Here is your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. I am super open about how I am currently in therapy. I have been in therapy on and off since I was, I think, like nine years old. It has been the best investment I have ever made in myself. I feel like we focus so much on our relationships with other people, taking care of them. And I am really, or I have been really making it a priority in the past years to take care of myself as well so that I'm able to even help people after that. And it has been such a good thing. Another thing I'll say is people don't always realize that a lot of physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even like digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And also, let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating and overeating. I feel like when I'm stressed, I go to doom scrolling and then sleeping too much. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and I love you so much with Kinsey Elizabeth listeners. Get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. That is betterhelp.com slash Kinsey, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Kinsey. 
I always joke that my mom like thinks she's going with Paltrow, like that organic, like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like very healthy. But it's crazy because like I didn't grow up in a household that was organic or anything by any means. But like, well, you're in Texas. I yeah. mean, you guys were having fun uh, in Texas. Yeah, with the food. Ex- I'm like barbecue. <laughs> so my favorite food girl. But like my my mom, like for instance, for her her Christmas gifts for me was like an infrared higher dose sleeping bag thing. Like, I love your mom. She's so, oh my God, you would be obsessed with her. She's so is that. But I will say, my mom has never looked better. She genuinely looks like she could be one of our sisters now. She looks younger than she did 15 years ago. And it's because she, honestly, it's what she eats. It's, she did that. And then she also did like a lot of like blood work and like figured out what was wrong with her or whatever. I did that too. And that yes. totally changes everything. It's crazy. I feel like I had the real luxury of like, because Gwyneth Paltrow was a client of mine yeah. forever. I know her very well. Jennifer Aniston, Margot Robbie. Like I was with these women who like I was seeing what they were doing and how amazing so they nice. looked. You know, yeah. even like Chelsea Handler, she's a really good friend of mine. And Chelsea parties and has fun, but like her skin is glowing and she looks so healthy. And it's like when you know the little tricks and stuff, like I really believe in the infrared lights. I, oh my God, I went into it, like did an infrared sauna just this morning because I needed it. And I, I'm i like two steps away from buying one for my house. Well, you know Juve, it. right? No, yeah, but- The Juve lights? Yes. So that's the rays. Like you get the actual like red lights. I sit in front of that every single day. Because the I, boss do this too, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. say I've heard it from them. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to Lauren about it recently. So I love that. I take a shot of apple cider vinegar every single morning. I think that that gets like my body going poop to be honest it like yeah. gets everything moving i think that when i took gluten out of my diet it changed everything this is all such la shit where people are probably like rolling their eyes like we get it whatever but there's these things that once you figure yes. them out and you see what it does for you it really does matter and when i was in la i forget which client had me go to this one doctor where they took all of my blood work and stuff and he really went through what i should and shouldn't eat and I followed the plan and I immediately felt so much better. And it's just like, these things are real, you know? And it just depends on if you want to put the work in. But I just have a lot more I want to do in life. And I want to, I want to keep up with how much I want to do. Yeah. And you like have to put And it. I have a young boy. He's 13 years younger than I am. Uh-huh. So I got to like keep up, you know? He's really <laughs> so in love too. It's so cute. We are so in love. I am so thankful for him. He's the greatest person on earth. And I'm a hopeless hopeless romantic and i'm obsessed with relationships so one time i'll come back on your podcast and we should talk about relationships because yes. the stuff that i've watched of yours i really like how much you talk about that and i love girls in general all my friends are girls i just love feminine energy but i also really like your age girls right now because the way that you guys are talking like fucking pumps me up like i <laughs> wish i was like a 24 year old guy right now it's like all my girlfriends would be 24 because mm-hmm. i love like how you guys are like taking the power back and you guys are realizing a lot more like what you want out of life and even with relationships like this whole thing on tiktok the thing that i get a kick out of is the way that people call out misogynistic men Mm -hmm. you know in this whole thing where like that is so my time like when i was in the fraternity and i heard the way that guys talked about girls and my jaw would be on the ground because it's like my little sister is my best friend i'm just always thinking about my best girlfriend like you guys are talking about women that way so i love the way that your generation is talking about all of that i think it's just so amazing I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to make the future look like because it's like putting your foot down and being like, no, we Uh want more out of life. You know what I think the difference is? Because I've actually been talking about this a lot recently. Also, I have like no interest in dating myself right now. Like I just... That's good. I just don't care. Listen to that. But I think the difference... You know, things are saying that because all of my friends are like shitting on me all the time, but... I well, you're in, say, in Texas, too. I mean, it's kind of like the Mormon thing. They like think you need to be married by 26. It's so crazy, though, because none of my friends are even dating. Like, I don't have because we're I guess, in the city. But like 
no one, my friends in LA, I have more friends in LA who got married than I do in Texas. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like bizarre. But <laughs> I will say, I think the difference between, I think the difference now with girls is that before relationally, people were looking at it, one, like they needed support and money, like monetarily, and also kind of like direction in life. And like, that was like your next step. And now with a lot of girls who like have careers and have made a life for themselves and have made money, like it's it's more common now in this age. I think there's less like emphasis or need. At least I don't feel like I need a relationship as much as like I would if I wasn't as like career focused. I think that that might have something to do with it. Well, and you have to listen to that because it's like you're you're telling yourself exactly what you are right now. And the other thing to think about is like we're living a lot longer. Like True. some of these people, like when they get married at 24, like my cousins are getting married at 22 years old. I'm like, you're going to be with that person for like 60, 80 years. I would years. be the most miserable person if I married who I was with at 22. Yeah. I would literally like, I would not be well. And my parents, like they got married at 19 and 20. Mm -hmm. And my mom would always say, she's like, I wish I got married later. I would like, I missed out on my twenties and stuff. Like, I believe that. Like, I really do. I think that like, we have time to be in a relationship. And I think it's like, but if you happen to find the perfect guy yeah. that you're so in love with, yeah, you go with it. But this whole like obsession with finding someone and settling. Oh like my God, settling, I would rather die. That's my biggest fear in life. I think that's my problem with dating now. But you're gorgeous and you have thank a lot you, on your plate you. and you're, you have a lot to offer to a guy. But some people feel like they're like, they need to settle. They're like, oh, mm. what if I don't meet somebody else? And I'm like, that's the biggest bummer to me because it's like, I see it all the time yeah, too. I'm the most honest person. Like I would be really honest, but I was like, oh, I can't stand my part. I would tell you, you know, but I am so grateful for him. And when you're in a really healthy relationship and we've been together for like eight years now and I have consistently loved him the whole time. And it's like, I really am in such a healthy relationship where we really just enjoy each other. And when you experience that, the other, like, you're like, how did I ever do that? Because I've been yeah. in unhealthy relationships, like in my twenties and stuff where I was like, oh, but I should be with them because whatever. And I was miserable and I hated it. And it's like, you will find somebody who's good for you. Like nobody should be in a relationship just because they're afraid to be alone. Also yeah, being alone is so fun. I, that's the other thing is that <laughs> I love being alone so much yeah. that I'm like, okay, what tip would you leave the audience with who's looking for that though? Like what, not looking for it in the way that they're like obsessed with it, but like obviously people looking like- Looking for love. And a healthy relationship being yourself authentically from the beginning. I think the thing that like, it's so funny because all of my girlfriends who are single, like when we talk about related, like when I talk to them about dating and stuff, like I'll say to them, like, you're not presenting who you really are. Like, I don't want to name any of my friends' names in case they listen to this, but like certain friends, I'm like, you like to party and you want to sleep in. So you can't go on a date and act like you're a certain type of girl. Then all of a sudden, three months later, he's like, wait a second, you want to like rage at a concert and stuff? Like you have to be- and not run at 5 a.m.? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have to like be yourself from the very beginning and say the things that you're really looking for. You can't also act like you're looking for a relationship if you're not. But I think a lot of people like put on like a mask. Maybe it's also from like social media. There's so many- fucking filters out there and everything's like mm. so like that that like I don't feel like people are themselves enough you know yeah, like I, agree. I feel like I think also people are afraid of being themselves and afraid of saying anything like I feel like we're in a time where it, everything is taken the wrong way that it's like really scary yeah. and you become way less funny well, but it doesn't yeah. have to be like offensive I'm not talking about that I just mean like in general people are like too self-aware 
way too self-aware. Yeah. And I feel like when you really connect to someone, like think about anyone in your life that you've really connected with, friend-wise even, it's like you connect when you're like lit, you're just yourself. Like my mm-hmm. closest friends are the ones that like, we say everything to each other, you know? And it's like, it's talked about all the time for so many years now, the whole thing about vulnerability. And it's like, I think that when you're really vulnerable, when you're willing to open up in your life or open up to a partner, it's like, if you want that deep, deep connection, which I do, like I can honestly say, Scoot, my partner, he's my best friend. And not like in the way that they say in like romantic comedy movies, like I'm looking for my best friend. Like he really is my best friend. Like I adore him. I look forward to seeing him every time I get to see him, you know? And I think it's because we like are so ourselves. I used to do like this thing in my last relationship. I dated this guy who was a lot older and he was really successful and had a lot of money. We had a beautiful life before I met my partner. And I kind of played a role and it wasn't really who I was. Like I was acting like I cared about all the fancy things that we did, but it wasn't really making me happy, you know? And it wasn't until I just like, like, like Scoot and I, we like to like lay in bed all to di- all day on the weekends mm-hmm. and just like watch movies together. And I would have been embarrassed in the past being like, feel lazy. But now it's like you accept each other for that. I don't know. There's just so many things. You've got to just be yourself and be honest about what you're looking for in a relationship. I want to do nothing on the weekends and then go hard during the week getting all my stuff mm-hmm. done. And I'm glad that I found a partner who doesn't judge me for that. And then when we travel, we go hard. We're the exact same. I love it. Okay, amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I could literally sit here know, for like three more days. So um, I need you to bring the podcast back. But where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, at Justin Anderson, or just my name, Justin Anderson. I always say at, like the... I do too, now that I think about it. <laughs> One time I told someone that recently and I saw them write it down. So like, what's your handle on Instagram? <laughs> and they wrote... At, 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 at Justin Anderson. <laughs> so it's just my name, Justin Anderson. And then my products are uh, D-P-H-U-E if you want to go check them out. We're at Sephora, Ulta, Nordstrom's, Amazon. We're in the UK now. So we're going everywhere. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, babe. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, leave a nice rating, review, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, do all that stuff. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram actually right now because like I said, stagecoach. I'm unbelievably excited and Dom is going. We're making Dom go to stagecoach and it's going to be truly the best time ever. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.